listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast, privileged enough to be partnered with BetMGM. Now, we're going to be talking about things on this show that BetMGM, you might uh, want to put a little bit of money on BetMGM for because Arizona's prospects for being better next year are looking better. Now, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live. But for our Arizona audience, you will get up to $100 in bonus bets. Again, $100 in bonus bets, William, on your first wager with BetMGM. Again, make sure you use bonus code PHNX. Back the A. Arizona is going to uh, go over in football this year. And Arizona is going to be better in basketball than I think a lot of people thought. Now, uh, check out the show notes for full details. And now, let's listen to Shane Diefenbach with the disclaimer. Disclaimer 21 plus to wager. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. All right, now, joined by Brad Alice, I'm Mike Luke. Brad, how is your face feeling? Every time we talk, it feels like it's a, like one step removed from being broken. Is it better now? Yeah, it's better. I got a little bit of scar tissue on the eyebrow. That can Come on, let's see it. Come on, let's see a glamour shot. Uh, right there. All right, all right. Um, you know, the can scar barely will notice it. Yeah, the scar will be there for forever. Uh, it's sore every once in a while just because of the scar tissue. But, no, nah, I mean, I play hockey with it. I'm still pitching batting practice. I'm I'm full go. Have been for weeks. All right. Speaking of it's toughness. Family, but it's not like this is the moneymaker. So. No, no. Th- that is the moneymaker. You will not uh, downplay yourself right there. I have a face made for radio and a voice made for print. That's where we are at right now. But that's why we're here. We're online. So, um, all right. Now, um, we got – Arizona, Kashad Johnson, um, by all accounts, will likely be a Wildcat either today or tomorrow. We're going to talk about what this means. And in Cord Lopez, very good question. I uh, will get back to this, but I would prefer Kashad Johnson uh, for a variety of reasons, which we can get back to. But Brad, uh, last year, I think it was pretty self-evident that Tommy Lloyd and uh, Ari- Tommy. Lloyd in Arizona probably outperformed expectations during the regular season. But once the NCAA tournament hit, this team just kind of got punked. And they got punked by Princeton for lack – I mean, again, that it just is what it is. Now, you bring in uh, – you lose Kirk Carissa, you bring in Jaden Bradley. That, to me, is a uh, bump up in toughness right there. Kashad Johnson, if Arizona is able to get him from San Diego State, guy that had 13-4 and in the national title game, 7-7. Seven and seven, these are the physical players that we want back in the A here, Brad Alice. Yeah, I think you need to add some physical toughness and some mental toughness because I think there were times when Kirk Creesa wasn't mentally tough. Um, and that may have uh, spread to other guys on the team. You know, I don't know if uh, Tubelis was a big shot guy. Um, but, yeah, you add Bradley and, and you add uh, Kashad Johnson. Not only does it give you added toughness, it gives you added um, athleticism. Um because you know, let's 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 be frank. You know, Tubelis is not an explosive athlete. Um, as good as he was, Kirk Creesa, a good athlete, smooth athlete, not explosive athlete. Jaden Bradley, at least in what little I have seen of him, appears to be a much more explosive athlete. So this should help you on both the you know the toughness for these kind of games, but defensively, it might even make you better. 
Right. Um, you saw how good Arizona was with Matherin, Terry, Coloco, three premier athletes. Um, and that's why they're in the NBA, because the NBA has become such an athletic league. It's always been great athletes, but now it's phenomenal athleticism. Um, so, yeah, you have those, you know, you add those two guys with Boswell, who's, who's fairly athletic, with Balo, who, while not a jump out of the gym athlete, it moves well for a guy his size. And, and you know, you see what else you add uh, to this group. Um, Cause I th- think they're still going to look to improve either the wing or the backcourt or both. Um, and you've upgraded the toughness and the athleticism. Um, right. You still got to find some guys who can knock down some shots. And right now, at least in this stage of their career, Bradley and Johnson are not necessarily those guys, but Boswell looks to be um, Pella Larson can be um, obviously Balo is a guy who can score some baskets. Uh, we'll see how, uh, the the you know European uh, Krivos is and and potentially we're, another we're gonna get, European. We're gonna get to those. We'll get to those guys. Um, so yeah, so I th- still think you need a shot, another shot maker. Um, but you know, if you look at his highlights, Kashad Johnson, uh, and I think I watched something like fifty percent of his field goals were in a YouTube clip. He's a guy who gets out on the break. He can move without the ball. He loves the mid range jumper, but he's not very good at it. And we can talk about why right. that might be a good thing for the staff. Um, but yeah, I think Arizona has, has severely helped themselves in an athleticism standpoint, which I think goes a long way in, in this Tommy Lloyd system. Okay. Aiden, if we have that graphic in there about Kashaw Johnson's weeks or strengths and weaknesses, if uh, we could maybe throw that one in there, if yes. All right. Um, so here's what you're looking at. Physicality, rebounding, interior scoring. He's obviously not a, uh, like you said, Brad, he's not a shooter, but this is what Arizona needs. And I keep getting people that say, well, you know, he averaged seven points and seven rebounds. How really good can he be? You got to remember though, it's San Diego state. And thanks, uh, Aiden. Fantastic. Um, with uh, at San Diego State, it is a different style of basketball. It just is. They're not going to get up and down. They're not going to run like the Tommy Gun's going to have his guys going. So I believe, and again, I'm not saying that he's a better player at this point, but I would uh, say that you could probably extrapolate that out over the same minutes, probably being 11 and 9, something like that. There's going to be more possessions. There's going to be quicker shots, more opportunities for rebounding as well there, William. Yeah, certainly on the uh, offensive end, uh, which is something he does fairly well. You know, he's about a 25% outside shooter. Uh, he's ba- just barely a maybe keep you honest guy. Again, he loves the elbow jumper. I think I saw about 15 of them on his YouTube clip. Early in the season, he couldn't hit them at all. Right. But they were all back iron. They were all on target. So this is my – if suddenly he can hit that shot – and suddenly Bradley becomes a 10 or 12, 13 point a game score. Suddenly you have Tommy Lloyd with a new, new sales pitch. Oh, you got five-star talent, but you didn't play well your first year or two at your school. Come here. I'll, I'll develop you. Right. Quick fix. Look what I did for Matt. You know, he turned Matherin from a fringe lottery first round pick. Fringe first a, round pick into a top six, seven pick. First yeah. team all American. Right. So um, again, I don't know if they can do that because obviously Kirk Reese was no different than the guy we saw under Sean Miller. But if you can, again, figure out what in his mechanics makes him hit back iron. Cause I saw again, five or six back irons in a row and they were kind of showing his field goal attempts in order 
uh, on this YouTube clip I found, or at least somewhat. I mean, they did show, they kept splicing in Maui clips all over the place, but um, he kept hitting back iron, but that seems like it's something that's fixable. And if he can hit that, he also likes this little dribble drive fadeaway that he was somewhat affected with. But what you really need him to do is get out on transition, pick and roll, screen and roll, and clean up the glass. And he does that very, very well. But the guy must have had 20 transition dunks and lay-ins this last season. You know, and that's um, one thing. Which could be a, very good for this Arizona team. And that's a great point, too. The way that he runs the court is very Tabellus-esque. But I will say, how many times did you watch? And again, I don't I don't want to poo on Zoo. That uh, rhymed right there, poo on Zoo. I don't want to poo on Zoo. But, you know, because he was a fantastic player. But there were a lot of times where he just didn't look engaged. Maybe he was engaged, but he just didn't look engaged. He would, And he would go long stretches for that as well. This kid, while he doesn't have the offensive skills that Zoo does, there's not going to be many times where you watch and you're like, man, is Kashad Johnson engaged right now? I don't see that ever being an issue while he's going to be on the court. Well, I think you have to look at it. Kashad Johnson's Zoo was option number one. Right. And I don't know who option number one is right now. I'm assuming it might be Boswell, right? Um, which again, I like and I don't like. But Kashad Johnson is essentially a role player. And right. I don't mean that as a disservice. He's a better version, even though maybe less, eh, probably equally versatile in different ways, um, from the kid from Campbell, whose name just escaped me because it's I'm old. Cedric Henderson. Cedric Henderson. You know, uh, Henderson was more of a wing who could occasionally slide to the four. This is a four who can occasionally slide to the three. But you, what you want him to do is, again, be a guy who gets garbage buckets. Be a guy who, you know, works that screen and roll. Get, be a guy who, interestingly enough, can play off of Balo and, and the other bigs and get you – 25 minutes at the four and five minutes at the three. I do or, believe that he's going to be, I, I when I look at the numbers and we're going to break down kind of what uh, the numbers look or look like. I believe that you now have five guys that, you know, will play 25 plus minutes per game. And uh, Aiden, actually, hold on. Actually more important things real quickly. Brad, when was the last time you went to circle K yesterday? All right, that is the thing. When you when we bring up Circle K, everybody's been there. We had Sheer on yesterday, and there were two. He has get a load of this, Brad. He has two Circle Ks across the street from his house, I guess, on competing intersections. So that's where it's at. Circle K. Make sure you're not missing out on the great stuff right now. Text PHNX to three one three one zero to join their SMS subscriber club and get a buy one get one free offer on a thirty two ounce Polar Pop. Head to circlek.com/slash store locator to find the Circle K near you. And what goes with Circle K? Four Peaks. Now, you could probably find Four Peaks at Circle K right there. You could get the Kilt Lifter, Kobe Thiel's favorite right there. Check out Four Peaks uh, Brew or Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest on Arizona's hometown brewery. Must be 21 or up to enjoy uh, uh, Four Peaks. Please drink responsibly. All kinds of fun events where, uh, with the uh, official brew of PHNX Sports right there. Okay. And Circle now, K, the official pre-game, pre-practice destination of Tyler Ellis before baseball. I'm telling you, everybody has a connection to Circle K. And if you don't have a, a connection to Circle K, you've probably been living under a tree. Or no, no, no not living under a tree. Uh, or Lithuania. <laughs> Like half of Arizona's basketball team. <laughs> Living under a rock. All right, Aiden, if we could bring up that roster now, let's look at this roster composition right here. Now, all right, so you got Kylan Boswell, going to play 25 minutes plus. 
Umar Ballo, going to play 25 minutes plus. Pella Larson, going to play 25 minutes plus. Jaden Bradley, Kashad Johnson in that same realm. You know what this is starting to feel a little bit like to me, William? A little bit like that 95-96 Arizona team. A little bit different, but kind of feels solid across the board. Tough. Not sure that there's a, a superstar, but not sure that you need one. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a good comparison because, yeah, that team was really good but didn't have that guy. Now, I should say, ben they Davis didn't have that guy close. who was ready for prime time. Yeah, they had Ben Davis, but they, you know, they had Miles Simon and, and Dickerson, but they were role players off the bench. Um, right. We didn't know they were that guy yet. And we may be saying that about uh, Big Mo. I, I think, I don't know, do we call him Big Mo, Big Monty, Krivas? Um, mm-hmm. You know, we don't know now what we're going to get out of Vasar. Um, so yeah, but right now, again, it looks like it's going to be one of those teams that you just hope you have three guys who can at some point go off for 20 when you need it. Um, cause right now, um, it's still in doubt. Again, we like Boswell's upside. You know, we don't know what KJ Lewis is going to be. I think he, it seems like he's probably a year away. We don't know what kind of development we're going to get out of Philly B and, and Vasar. So here's what you know you're going to get for sure. You're going to get 14 and 9 out of Ballo. You're going to get minimum 10 and 8 out of Johnson. You're going to get, you know, a combined, you know, 18 points out of the two guards. It may be more, but that's what we right. know they have. Pella Larson is good for 9. Um, but that's what becomes very interesting. All of these guys have averaged somewhere around seven to ten points, with the exception of Balo. I think what was he 13, 14 last year? Balo was 14 level. and eight, leader of men, Umar Balo. So while you don't have that proven score, you've got five or six guys who've proven they can play at this level um, right. and play pretty well. So you assume the natural progression. Um, and that's the one interesting thing we've seen about this coaching staff everyone's gotten a little bit better each year because, right. you know, I looked at it and under Miller and even under Lute, typically what you were as a sophomore eight times out of 10 is what you were as a, a senior, if you stayed that long. But, you know, last year, Zoo proved me wrong. You asked me if he could get 18. I said, I don't know. I don't know. I think 16 might be the one. Zoo what, said, I'll get you 20. Yeah. So 1920. So, you know, Balo made another incremental jump. I would not be shocked to see that again. Let's talk about um, the only guy I'm not sure can make an incremental jump because he just hasn't done it is, is Pella Larson, who just may be what he is. And we may turn around and find out that birth certificate's forged and he's been 30 years old this whole time. Let's talk about Umar a little bit next to Kashad Johnson right there because um, Umar again was 14 and 8. I don't, a lot of people kind of go back and forth on kind of vacillate. How much better can Umar Ballo get? Because he got into better shape this year. He's always going to be kind of a heavy footed, kind of slow twitch player. Again, Umar Ballo is a leader of men. So that is not a put down to Umar Ballo. But when you've got both these guys next to each other, neither one's really a shooter. Obviously, Umar Ballo's got the little push shot, which doesn't really count. And Kashad Johnson, not really a shooter either. Is the plan to just kind of beat you up down low? See, I don't know because I don't know what kind of development we're going to get out of both guys. Well, um, I don't think Umar is going to be a three-point shooter this year. No, but could Umar develop a 12-foot jumper as opposed to the push shot? Mm-hmm. Would that mm, shock I see you? It. I see it. Um, what I think they do, though, is I think it's easier for each guy to play off of each other than it was with 
Zoo, who in all essence is, is a center. I mean, he's, right. a, you know, again, he measured 6'9 or whatever. We, he was a 6'11 center. Johnson's going to basically, I think, almost be like a satellite around Balo. Balo will right. be Jupiter and he'll be, you know, Gallo or whatever. Because he he doesn't need to establish, he's not, he doesn't work that well, establish himself on the block. So right. Balo establishes himself on the block, Johnson's on the other end. Or he's out there setting a pick and he's rolling. Because he did that a lot at San Diego State, pick and roll, screen and roll, uh, where he'd get wide open under the basket. Um, so I think they're going to work very well together, and it's going to make uh, maybe free up Balo just a little bit more. Um, now I'm also intrigued to see what happens when you do put um, Balo out there with you know seven foot Henry Vasar, seven foot one or two. Um, we're gonna Kavos, we're gonna have a lot of pieces coming here. Um, you know I don't know I. I think I think the spells uh, fifth peak for um, our good four peaks Dylan plus Anderson. one. That's what we're going to do. It's going to be a four peaks plus one. So and, they're and always again, the four peaks for his will development. Stay. Maybe he red shirts, but again, I think they're going to throw be able to throw a lot of different looks at you. I think there are going to be times where they're going to throw um, Johnson out at the at the three. Um, he's not a good shooter, but he can't put the ball on the floor a little bit. He makes you very athletic. And, and you kind of let your guards uh, work. So I think well, there's a lot of position flexibility, um, which is kind of the name of the game for this modern game anyways. Well, let's talk. Andrew Blayo makes a great point. Andrew Blayo always makes great points. He said Kerr didn't do that. He's a good pack uh, passer but lacked as a paint threat. Um, actually, no, I, I put on the wrong one right there. The playmaking and penetration of Boswell will open things up for Pella and Ballo. You know, I think there's something to that, uh, uh, William, because think of it uh, – Think of it from this perspective. Kerr, while he did many good things, and he was a good passer, Kerr never got into the paint, really. I mean, Kerr never penetrated. No, it was lava to him. It, yeah, I mean, it, it was just something that he wasn't going to do. Um, now, with uh, with Bradley and Boswell, I think you're going to have guys that are going to be in the paint a lot more as uh, – um, as opposed to the last couple of years where you had a point guard that for all of his uh, – you know, for his, some of his skills, never really stressed a defense off penetration. Yeah, no, I, I think that's one of the things. And I think that's something you needed in against Princeton. That's one reason I, again, I'm not a big criticizer of uh, Tommy Lloyd, but I thought the fact that he did not go more with Boswell, because you know, especially when you get deep in the tournament and you're playing in these cavernous arenas, sometimes you got to attack the paint. Right. And you need a guy who wants to get in the lane. And if you look at the great Arizona point guards, they were able to get, at least get into the paint and maybe not deep, but you know, you had, again, I, I go back. Lute Olson's teams always seem like a video game. The old Sega games where each guy had a, <laughs> a little bit. Move. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was the Miles Simon leaner. It was the Jed Bushler jump stop. It was the Jason Gardner push up. I mean, step back. Um, the Miles know, Simon up and under. I liked very yeah, much. Too. Uh, you know, Terry had that little floater. Yeah. Um, you need guys who can do that because, again, for the most part, Kirk Creaso was either three-pointer or layup in transition. There wasn't much more. And here's the other reason you need it. If there's no threat of you driving, there's no threat of the driving dish. Right. There's no threat of, you know, it, it opens up more screen and rolls and, and things like that because guys are worried about the drive. And with Boswell being a very physical type of player i think it makes a lot of sense I, I again i haven't seen a ton of bradley but i know he did a lot um you know moving with the ball putting the ball on the floor dribbling yeah so i think it's very important 
Okay, now, um, Rich Carrillo. All right, Rich. We were. I was hoping you were going to hop in here today. Rich has been adamant that he wants toughness out there. That he wants tough players, and I agree with you, Rich. This is the. This is the kind I of. I mean, tough- when you come from the mean streets of the HB and in, in SoCal, yeah. that's, that's when you come from the slums of Huntington Beach. You're going to want tough players. I think that's. Yeah. Uh, I think that's easily the best way to put it. But uh, Rich. This is the kind of guy that you want. These are the tough players. Jaden Bradley's much the same way. I know you're out on the international guys. I get it. But this is the kind of player that Rich Carrillo has been calling for, Brad Alice. No, he does. He brings toughness. He, again, just look at San Diego State. San Diego State's a Big East team playing in San Diego. And they always and they have been since Fisher was there. Right. I mean, they've never they've been athletic, but they've never been like a wide open finesse. No, they play defense, they rebound. They beat you up, and that's what Johnson is going to do. And, you know, to answer the other question, I think Kaluma has higher upside. I think Kaluma has higher scoring ability. But Johnson fills that niche that Arizona needs, and that is toughness, that is rebounding, that is defense. And, frankly, Kaluma... Say it. Say it. He's kind of a me first guy. Um, he's looking. He's looking for the league. Um, that's why he's in there now. Um, and again, I don't think that's a bad thing because all these guys are looking for the league. But Johnson, I think, really. I mean, he. It's funny. He's leaving a team that played for the national title, but he's looking to win. Um, right. He is looking to showcase himself, but he's looking to win, and and that's why I think he comes to Arizona. He provides that toughness, but he also gets some opportunities he's not going to get at San Diego State. When you're trying to score 85 or 90 a game, when they're trying to score 55 or 60 a game, um, to showcase himself for the league as well. But I think Johnson's just more of a team player. That being said, I think Kaluma could have filled that scoring void that I'm still not sure Arizona has totally solved. But Johnson is, I think, a lower floor higher uh, and lower ceiling guy, whereas Kaluma That's ex- has a lower floor and higher ceiling. Yeah, uh, Cord, that's exactly the way I would put it. I Again, my big thing this entire offseason was I needed – I needed, um, and again, every time I say something like this, I always have to uh, uh, preface it by saying I'm sitting here with a bunch of back VA stuff behind me, and this is the winningest coach in college hoops history the first two years. But I was really interested to see this offseason, not so much the kind of players he was – or not so much the like the five-star player he was going to get – but what kind of player he was going to add and adding Jaden Bradley and adding Kashad Johnson to that lineup, I think are ultimately is going to be benefits for both. Kaluma is a little bit different because again, Kaluma looking to get his nothing wrong with that, but I wanted a guy in here that could basically play a much better, uh, more glorified Eugene Edgerson role, but again, much better. But again, I'm going to state this again, just because Kashaw Johnson averaged seven and seven at San Diego State doesn't mean that he's not going to average 11 and nine or something like that at Arizona. Because again, San Diego State runs a much slower pace than Arizona does. I think you're going to see his numbers go up and he's going to be playing that same defense as well. I think that's something that everyone needs to keep in mind when they look at Kashaw Johnson's numbers, William. And again, I'm very curious to see what this staff, with essentially a full offseason, can do to give him one more thing. Again, he likes that elbow jumper. He also really likes the back you down fadeaway. And if he, they can get one of those as a 40% shot, 45% shot. Um, 
I think it makes him a very interesting and somewhat dangerous player when you combine that with the other things. I'm not saying they can do that. Just like I know, you know, Rich was asking about Balo. I don't know if we're ever going to take the next step with his stroke. It may always be the shot book. But you imagine, gonna, you imagine Balo coming out with the sky hook, the running yeah. sky hook. The fact that no one tries that still baffles me. And this was- and part of the reason I'm biased in the front yard of the Alice household, big old five foot eight, five foot nine Arthur Alice used to put on the rec spec goggles and come out and skyhook me to death. I bet he did. The great Arthur Alice right there going after William Alice. Now, you might say, where can I watch more of these guys? Or you might say to yourself, how can I watch less of these guys? What mechanism would put them on that I could avoid these guys? Here's the answer, Fubo TV. All right, you can watch the Wildcats with Fubo TV. Use the link in the description to sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. Give you an idea, it's hip with the kids. Aiden Wall behind the scenes, making us look better than we should. I would assume that he has Fubo TV because all the kids have it. They're on the trendy cutting edge of everything. And that's why you wanna get it as well. 140 live channels of sports shows, movies, and news, and Tap and bottle, the tap and bottle watch parties. William Brad Alice has been to these uh, tap and bottle watch parties. I am not lying. You're not. You've been I've there been with there. the family. Is you've gone solo and you've been with the family multiple times. So again, that is the epitome of what you're looking for: a place you can go with the guys or a place that you can bring the precocious Tyler Alice and hang out as well. Maybe after he just got done fanning a. Uh, 10 kids in a, uh, a little league game. That's where it is. Tap and bottle uh, North side or downtown. Um, all right. I wanted to get your take. Uh, oh, by the way, Aaron, uh, Aaron Torres gave a back the a today. Oh yeah. I was tagged in it. That's how cool I felt about it. Um, and uh all right, Brad, I want to get your take a little bit on some of the newcomers now, because we have a massive front court here at the U of a Motius Crevis. I am on the fence about it. I know Rich Carrillo is probably not a fan of him, but he's definitely big and he's got some pretty good footwork for a man that big. Yeah, he's not an explosive athlete. He, um, you know, he's not Coloco, but he's not a stiff. He right. moves well. Um, he's got good footwork. He can get up and down the court. Um He's physically a little more mature than most 18-year-old seven-foot-two guys. Does he still need 20 pounds of muscle? Probably. But he's a good 245, 250, maybe even 255. I mean, he's got he looks big bone. He looks he's thick. got some definition in the arms. Um, I like him. Uh, do I love him? No. Um, but he looks more physically mature than than Vesar. What do you hope he could be? Uh, do you hope he can be Tarzuski? I think he's a different player. Um, you know, I think I, I think he can be a, a a scorer down low. I think he can be a guy who can get you twelve and eight um, if he stays long enough. Um, I, honestly, I think he can be a bigger version of Tabellus. Tabellus is who his offensive game kind of reminds me of. Right. Um, he might be a better deep outside shooter, not quite as you know, but he gets a lot of those that soft touch inside when he's moving. That was what Tubelis did so well. He didn't have to have his feet set. He didn't have to have, right. you know, he was falling right away and he'd kind of put up that little floating scoop shot and go in. And this kid does it. Um, so I, I like him. What I also like is he's a shot blocker. 
Um, now, whether that's going to translate to very athletic D1 players, I don't know. Uh, you know, I believe we were watching him play, you know, that under 20, under 19 club right. on his club team. Um, but he played, you know, at a high level. So I like him. Um, you know, I know there's another name floating out there. I've watched his tape. I don't think he's as polished um, mm-hmm. physically. Right. Uh, but uh, I like Krivas. I think to me, he seems like he's coming in a little more polished. Again, maybe a lower ceiling than Vesar, but I think, and again, the big thing with Vesar is how much has he improved now in a year? Um, but Krivas, I think, is a little ahead of where Vesar was last year physically, which Again, I'm could go point, a long way in making him that that fourth peak. I'm at the point with the, uh, the with international players where I don't know really what to expect. I'm always listen. Tommy Lloyd has done. You can watch the NBA playoffs right now, and you could see half the guys, half the international players, are players from Rui to uh, Hachimura to Olenek. These are all guys that uh, Tommy Lloyd recruited, so he's got a good track record at Arizona. Though again, it's just different. Like. Henry Vesar, not beaten up on the services, but Henry Vesar was supposed to come in and be an instant contributor. Now, again, maybe he turns out to be an All-American. Maybe he turns out to be an NBA player. But so far, just with international guys at U of A, it's 0 for 3 as far as instant contributions right there, William. Yeah, and that's – but really, if you look at going back to Sean Miller's international guys, it's one and a half. I disagree. Sean Miller had good international players. Um. You had Lowry, very good. Lowry's the biggest impact, yes. You had Azulis, who was an immediate impact, was, too. Okay, I mean, but he, yeah. 12-7. Yeah, 12 he's and seven. good, yeah. So okay. those are the two, and again, I don't know if I, I, mean, I know, I don't count Matherin, uh, because. Me neither. He's playing in Canada, and Canada's basically, even if it's Montreal, it's basically like playing in Syracuse. Or Daniel Bacho turned out to be pretty good. Yeah, but he wasn't ready to compete. Compete right away. And again, I'm not saying long term. Long term, Miller's track record is very good, but that instant impact. And again, you have to remember different style of game. Right. A bigger, as weird as it sounds, a bigger emphasis on school than you have in Europe. Uh, those guys are playing, those guys are basically pros. Not that they're not in America. Um, you got to get used to America, um, the language, the food, the the travel so it's a big adjustment and some guys make it quickly and some don't and some never do um so yeah so i'm not counting on krivas to provide much but watching his film and again by watching his film i'm not i watched four and a half minutes of youtube videos um but i like an expert i like what i saw uh do i love no like i watch carter bryant i'm like uh, carter bryant's coming in he's a starter uh, yeah. I watch this kid and go, yeah, this kid has upside. In a couple of years, he might be something. Doesn't mean he can't play, uh, you know, right now. One thing that I think I can assure everybody, and Brad, slap me if I'm wrong. Um, I don't believe you'll ever see Ballo and uh, Krivas on the court at the same time. No, I don't think so. <laughs> um, although, it would be interesting because... One guy eats up a ton of space, and the other one can block shots. I mean, not that Ballo can't block shots, but I think Krivas has a potential. I don't think he'll ever be Coloco, but I think he could be a, a pretty good shot blocker. Right. Um, his timing looked, again, timing on not the most athletic um, guys driving the lane, uh, but against good high-end European players. So, I, again, I think he can provide something that uh, they didn't oh. have. And I think, again, I'm looking at people throwing up in a – I think Ristic might be the, the Ristic. That's three Sean Miller instant impact players right there, William. Well, remember it took Ristic 
most of that first year. We remember he had a couple good games that just, but I think Ristich might be a better blo- shot blocking. Ristich might be the ceiling for. Um, uh, Wait a second, is a shot blocking Ristich though? Isn't that maybe an NBA player? Maybe. All right. If he can if he can, if he can move well enough and knock down the 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 twenty footer, yeah. All right, I want to make the case here for somebody. Everybody's talking about the guards uh, coming in. Who are you going to add? And I know a lot of people are out on this. They don't like who I'm going to suggest, but I am going to back Tucson. I'm going to back the A right here. I would pursue DeMarco Dunn. He's from your neck of the woods, Marana. Um, here's what I can tell you about DeMarco. He's a North Carolina transfer. He was a top 50 kid in high school. Um, didn't play a ton at North Carolina. I get all of that. Um, and granted, I didn't watch him much at North Carolina because he didn't play a ton. But I can tell you this. He's legitimately six foot three, four, something like that. He's a good athlete. He can defend. He has a little bit of secondary ball handling. Sure, you'd like somebody with more of a polished resume, I guess. But I like DeMarco Dunn in that role, Brad. What say you? I like DeMarco Dunn if you're adding one other guy. Yeah. Or you're sold K.J. Lewis can come in and give you meaningful minutes. Because I don't want a guy who needs to come in and play 25 minutes. I want a guy who's going to be happy basically sliding in next to Boswell and or Bradley to be the off guard while the other guy catches a break, who is going to be happy playing 12, 13 minutes. Um, I think in a perfect world, you bring in a kid like that. One guy, you know, I I was thinking maybe you get a mid-major guy who just wants that one run. Um, Get a Right. Right, exactly. Uh, but I think Dunn is that same guy. Um, I still think they need one more wing. And I, and I, again, I, I know the kid who's out there, uh, he, he, he looks more like a four to me. So I still think you need a six, five, a six, six athletic wing. You want to Cedric add. Henderson. Yeah. Um, yeah. You need, you need that guy. I'd rather have a slightly better version than Cedric, but Cedric Henderson would be perfect. Um, right. Just because I don't want to have to rely on Pella Larson as my only true wing, who's not really a wing anyways. He's really more of an off guard. Um, I don't know what Pella, Pella is, but Pella's Pella. Apologies to Pella. But if you can bring in Dunn and he's happy with that role and he'll play 12, 13 minutes and may never be a starter at Arizona because of the other guards you have coming in next year, but is going to basically be this year's version of Kyer, of you know these these third, fourth guards – then I'm fine with that. Um, and and if, again, I think you sell. So Brad Alice signs off on Demarco Dunn, big picture. Yeah, I think it. I think it makes a lot of sense because again, to me, to perfectly round out this roster, I want a wing who can push Pella, and I want a guard who's happy. Let me ask you a question here. I keep getting people that ask me this when I put out names. They're like, "Well, it's going to be hard to get somebody um, because." Uh, all the uh, because the small forward spot is all uh, starting small forward spot is already spoken for. Again, I was wrong on Pella. My bad, Pella. I always need to say this, but Pella as a starter last year was not good. So yeah. I don't know why there's this jump to well. I mean, of course Pella's got to start. I don't get that one. No, I okay. Yeah, the one the guy I kind of wanted was Trey White. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to use him as an example. Yeah. Um, if you're Trey White, are you afraid of Pella Larson? No. No. Now, if you're a guard who, if you want to come into a situation where there's no competition, sure, Pella Larson's good enough because you know Pella's going to play 20 minutes. But that doesn't mean you can't play 25 or 30 minutes at the it's still, you know, because Pella's going to slide over 
and give you guard depth. Um, yeah, so to me, and again, I'm going to be very interested to see who pulls their name out of the draft who's still in the transfer portal, but I would love uh, to see them bring in a, uh, again, uh, an athletic, even at the very least, just a, a compliment to Pella, a long athletic um, wing in that mold of the Arizona wings under Olsen. Again, doesn't have to be that good. Doesn't have to be an NBA guy, but I want to, you know, I'd love to get a guy between six, 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 seven long arms can play some defense. Um, if you can get a guy who's a, a, a big time scorer, even better. I don't know if that guy's out there, but there's still room on this team for a superstar, to be honest. I don't know. Again, I don't know if that guy's out there or even a, a, a cause I don't, you don't have an alpha right now. You, you don't have an alpha. Be, might be Boswell, might be Balo, but, you know, it's not a guarantee. Uh, so if you're, again, if you're a guy who, eh, I'm not, I don't want to go in the second round, but I don't want to go back to my school. Wait, I can go play for Tommy Lloyd and, and score 16 a game and be first team all pack 12 and lead a team that's now looking pretty stacked. It's a nice place to be. Let's talk about beating out Kentucky possibly for a player. But first, you spoke about alphas. I'm going to give you the ultimate alpha restaurant right here. Illegal Pete's. Brad, have you been to Illegal Pete's? I have actually never been there. I've eaten Illegal Pete's many times. All right. I've been brought home before, yes. All right. Well, that's, you know what? Sometimes if you're too lazy to go, you get the food either way. But the best thing is, is that Brad Alice has consumed Illegal Pete's. You can stop into either their Tucson or Tempe location. You know this is written by somebody from out of town because the Tucson is spelled T-U-S-C-O. C O N or Tempe locations for a house one in Italy. Oh, yeah, I was gonna say maybe there's one in Italy as well. And you know what? At that point, I would have they misspelled Tuscany. Right, yes, for sure. Um, you can uh, go to their Tucson or Tempe locations for a beer bucket for you and the whole crew. Five pints for 15 bucks. Soak up the surf with a loaded burrito and crisp beer on the patio. Illegal Pete's your go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beer. And yes. Uh, figure it out, AZ. He is not Cody Williams. Totally agree with that. But you know what? I think they kind of dropped the ball on that recruitment, but nothing's going to be perfect there. I think Lloyd has figured it out. Now, I, Yeah, I think they dropped the ball there, and I'm not sure you're going to get him even if you rolled out the red carpet because the kid, I think the kid wants to be a big fish in a small pond like his brother was. He's still one of those guys, though. You got to recruit him till the very end. Totally Absolutely. I, yeah, right. I don't think they played it right. You know what? Again, Arizona was never going to get him. But you recruit Bijan Robinson like like there's no tomorrow. Correct. Um, and Jed Fish would have recruited him until Jed there's Fish no. Jed Fish would have. And if you lose, you lose out on. But what are you spending? One hundred and fifty dollars in gas over five years. And we're <laughs> and if you gassed up at Circle K, you could get a lot of good stuff on your way there. You can kill well, you a lot of birds with one stone. Walk over to South Point. Right. I agree. I agree. I've always thought that that was an interesting. Well, we couldn't get him. We won't recruit him. Yeah. Um, Arizona beat now Kentucky though. Because here's what you got to remember, though, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this was a big this was a big uh, uh, Kentucky wanted him. And if you look on Twitter, you look at the Kentucky insiders, they're saying that this is a guy that Kentucky really wanted. And it makes sense. Why? Because Kentucky's going to have, first of all, they've been kind of dysfunctional lately. And Kentucky's going to have nine uh, top five players coming in this year. When John Calipari's been at his best, he's had a few upperclassmen that were good, that were in the rotation. Kashaw Johnson could have been that guy. Kashaw Johnson would have played at Kentucky. Yeah, but what I think he gets at Arizona is I think he gets more guaranteed minutes in a bigger role. Agreed. Um, and frankly, 
if he can refine his game, and I don't know he can. What is he, 21 years old? I mean, he may be what he is. But if, again, he can – if Ricardo Foy or, one, or Jack Murphy is a, a, a wizard with the jump shot and he can get that mid-range to fall a little bit, or even the three, and not even at a high rate. But if he can even be – a, a, get up to about 33% from 25% at three – and you're a good team in the NBA, don't you think? Yeah, we can use this guy off the bench to D up because I think he can D. I think he can D threes. To be honest, right. I think he's that athletic. So again, I think he was saying, "I got a chance to go to Arizona, have a bigger role, and showcase myself." Um, you know, I, and again, it's Kentucky. It's hard to say no to, but it's also Arizona. It should be hard to say no to. Jervis Williams, you hit the nail on the head right there in a way that I failed to. Getting a win over Kentucky in the portal will hopefully shut some of the courageous keyboard heroes up. Jervis, that's why we rely on the listeners out there because but, you but put it won't, in more want, They all want Kaluma. Yeah, I, I mean, mean I, I, I that's how it, it is with 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 keyboard war. You know, I've, I again, I haven't had to do a message board now in five years. God, love it. I haven't had to do talk radio in two or three years. The people who want to complain are going to find a reason to complain. They, right. they don't like Jaden Bradley because he only scored six points last year at, at Alabama. I'm the most talented team in the country as a freshman. They 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 want Kaluma because he's a sexier name. Um, never mind, you're getting the power starting power forward off the, the national runner up. Right. Um you know, Euros are all they're all soft till they're not. And then, you know, uh well, Carter Bryant has dropped in the rankings three spots. Um right. whatever. Is he know? really that good? Yeah, so right. they're always going to be that guy because that's what they like to do. Um, just like there are some fanboys out there, and there's the opposite too. Krivos is the next Jokic. Um, Jaden Bradley is one and done because he's going to. Jaden Bradley is essentially Gilbert Arenas, who wasn't yes. used, utilized properly um, in Alabama. You know, uh, Balo is going to, you know, reinvent the game and he's going to be make DeAndre Ayton look. Hey, like we're not that. diminishing that possibility, though. No, Balo but, I mean, so there are those people, but, you know, we've seen it with football. No matter what Arizona football does, it's either Jed Fish, we got to sign him to a lifetime contract because he's won six games, or, well, Jed Fish doesn't know what he's doing. And right. that's 30% of your fandom, but it's 80% of your Twitter people. All right. Um, I that do have said, to... if Krivas is the next Jokic, I want to, I'm, I'm saving this clip and I'm putting it out there. Derek Pivko makes a, po- a great point. I got to give some Philly B love right here because I said on the show yesterday, and again, take this for what it's worth because I am wrong on all kinds of things all the time. Um, I don't believe Philly B is probably ever going to be a contributor at the U of A. That said, I hope Philly B is here all five years in a Justin Wessel role at the very work where he has fun. He enjoys the college scene because Philly B gets life. When you see Philly B on campus walking around, he knows he's on the basketball team. He also knows that he's Philly B. Second of all, Again, I would love to be wrong on here. I would love Philly B to be dropping 10, 15 points per game at some point. And I can start a my bad Philly B hashtag movement as well. I just don't really see it. Dirty Dancer, Philly B has a way better shot than Dylan to contribute. Be nice to Dylan. That's a cheap shot towards Dylan. We don't like that. What say you about that, Brad Alice? I have no idea what Philly B is because, again, I've seen him play 12 minutes of college basketball and basically – play against a chair on a youtube video um yeah. if he can have half the 
if he can beat Justin Wessel, that would be great. Take it. Justin was, again, and Justin was plagued by some injury stuff, but Justin played some meaningful minutes as an upperclassman. He married Stephanie Saragossa. If you ever saw Stephanie Saragossa, the volleyball player. He's doing all right for himself. She was lovely. Uh, right. And a what hell volleyball player. And if they're, I don't know if they're still together because I lost track of Justin. Justin and I were actually fairly friendly. But I want stock in those kids because Justin's deceptive. You stalked the kids? I thought I was I wanted, the only one I want to buy stock, stock in their children because she was about 6'2". He was about 6'9". Um, and she was a great volleyball player and he was an okay basketball player. Cedar um, Rapids finest. Yeah, from, from my wife's neck of the woods, actually, in, in Iowa. So, um so yeah, so again, if you can have if, if Philly B can be Wessel, great. And if, if Philly B's out in a year, uh, I wish him the best wherever he's playing. Just Either like, way, again, Philly B. I'm rooting for I'm a rooting for Adama Ball. I want Adama Ball to do really well. And I'll admit, I Agreed. think he's wrong on Adama Ball. Either way, Philly B, we want you to live the best life Philly B can. And again, speaking of living the best life you can. Have we seen uh, Philly B's girlfriend? I mean, that's that's half the battle. I would imagine just watching his strut, watching the way that he dresses around campus, Philly B's probably doing all right for himself right there. Um, so, again, uh, let's see. Oh, I wonder if this is Brad Alice's old friend, Tate. Hmm. Huntsy64. Uh, I do wonder if that is Tate right there. If it is Tate, Tate, you're no good. But uh, Brad I'll say that if it's Tate. All the Tate's mad at me. But Is Tate mad at you? Yeah. Why is but he mad like at you? Because he doesn't like you. But I don't blame you. I don't I blame still, it. But Tate, I still, I still like Tate. All right, that's a you problem there, Tate. All right, now and, if um, it, and it, you know what? And I could make an argument for if if Jed doesn't if wins less than five games, but I think if he wins five games, he's safe. All right, now again, Brad. Before we sign off, and again, we're gonna have an emergency podcast for everybody out there when the commitment goes down. But first things first, Brad Alice, you've been back on the podcast game. By the way, you asked a dumb question on Twitter that I am gonna ridicule you for. You said, "Should I put my opinions out, Brad? They're your opinions. It's your podcast. You put them down." I also want to serve my fan base. Um, so, but yeah, oh, the, the JDL one will. Every time I think it's done, another thing comes out legally and, and i want to add it so it's going to end up being about 35 minutes it will be out um speaking of emergency pods i have already pre-recorded two different kasha johnson ones um just in case um so yeah so yeah the podcast back it's still probably for now only gonna be once or twice a week just finding time to record them has been difficult just with the schedule but uh, i do appreciate uh the core listenership after a few months off is already back uh, so the views, not quite the views you get here, but uh, you know, they're pretty Brad, good. come on, dude. Listen, it's your opinion. You're a legend in the city. People know who you are. They respect your opinion. If you ever put that tweet out again, you will be in a lot of trouble. Okay. Well, what All if right. I ask, like, do you want a, do you want a detailed 20-minute breakdown on the new Metallic album? Do I do You know what, Brad? It's your space. <laughs> you do you. By the way, Jervis Williams, I apologize. I forgot to uh, put that up. Um, we don't know. Uh, I'll give you a little bit of inside info that it could go down today, to be honest with you. I know that it's supposed to, um, uh, I know that it's supposed to, uh, go tomorrow, but maybe it goes down today. By the way, Tate, we appreciate you being the wily one hopping in here as Huntsy64, but, um, Brad Alice, as always, we appreciate you. We'll be back in your normal spot next Tuesday, Brad. Appreciate you as always, my guy. Anytime. 
All right, I'm Mike Luke. That's Brad Alice and Aiden behind the scenes, managing everything, making us cool. Aiden will be hopping on here next show. We are going to make sure that Aiden hops on here. It's not getting out of it like Jacob Franklin does. On that note, we'll be back with you. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.